survey for you to fill out. It'll just take a second. Question one. What the f***? 7654321. You'll never have the great stone. <laughs> oh, this is crazy mother. Broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014. You're about to experience why and real. And now, here's your host, DJ Ripka. Hey, what's going on there, Raw and Real Nation? CJ here. We're back with another episode of Raw and Real Live. Thank you, each and every one of you who have decided to tune in. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. I hope it meets all your expectations. I really do. Now, today I've got a pretty unique guest on with me. Um, not very often do you meet somebody who is absolutely just crushing it. You know, these action takers, the ones that just go out there and make things happen for themselves. He started his business in 2014 at the age of 20 with a social media marketing company. Shortly thereafter, he wrote a book called CEO at 20, a little book for big dreams. And today he is the host of the podcast Project Egg. My ho- my guest today, I was going to say my host today, but my guest today is Ben Gothard. Ben, thank you for coming on the show, man. CJ, thank you so much for having me. It really is a pleasure to be on the show. And hello to everybody on Raw and Real. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. Man, I've done all this hard work trying to find a little bit of information about you. But why don't you uh, give us a little bit more in-depth information about you? Sure. Uh, Where do you want me to start? Well, just start when uh, you decided, hey, maybe I need to be in business for myself. Absolutely. So back in sophomore year, of, uh, of college. So I'm a senior now at LSU, 22 years old. Back in sophomore year, about, I don't know, mid-fall, uh, late late December, uh, early November, my, my father actually called me and he said, he's a, a law firm, he's an attorney in New Orleans. He said, Ben, I need a little bit of help with my social media. Why don't you come be my summer intern this summer? And about the same time, my roommate, Trey, uh, he called me up at the same time and, and he said, Hey Ben, I need some help selling t-shirts. And so those two things happening at one time, they, they set off a light bulb in my head. And I said to both of them, I would love to help you and I'm going to help you, but don't hire me, hire my company. And they were both like, what are you talking about? You don't have a company. And I was like, I know I don't, but I'm going to start one. I'm doing it. The worst thing that's going to happen is I go spend a couple hundred dollars getting it registered, and I can say that I'm the actual CEO of an actual company on my resume. And so that's what it started out as. You know, I, I was just doing some social media, started researching, started posting for for the two of them. And CJ, I got to tell you, man, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with entrepreneurship. You know, I was studying. I'm still studying finance to this day. Uh, but but the thought of working for somebody else, man, that's just that's not my style. That's not my style. You know, I don't I don't hate authority. You know, I don't I don't try to actively rebel, but I really don't like people telling me what to do. And I like trying to carve my own path and I like working with people, um, not for people. So, you know, it started there and I started off doing social media marketing. Right. I started off doing content creation social media management, did a little bit of Facebook ads. And as I was doing that, now we're around, I don't know, July of um, 2016. You know, I, I realized that 
I love business and I love doing what I'm doing, helping businesses because I, I was a B2B business to business. I was helping businesses, but that's not all that I want to do. I also want to help people because I have a message that I want to share and, and I have ideas that I want to talk about. And that alone was not a big enough platform for me to, for me to really speak my mind. So July 3rd of 2016, I actually published my first book. Uh, which is called CEO at 20, a little book for big dreams. And that book is a culmination of entrepreneurship and personal development. And the whole, the whole point of the book is to tell people that there's nothing distinguishable between you, the reader, and I, the, the, the author, and somebody like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, right? We can all be successful, okay? We all live in the same global community. We all have a certain amount of time that we can work with, and they've done it in their lives. There is absolutely nothing that is stopping us from doing that too. And since then, I've actually published 11 other books. So I have 12 books published right now. Um, they're all on Amazon. You can go check them out, and, I, and I'm putting them on different platforms as we speak. Uh, so, so I have 12 books out right now, and that got me that got me thinking, right? Because when I published my first book, CEO of 20, I launched it to my friends and family because I didn't know what else to do. Uh, you know, I was on social media all the time anyway. So I was just talking to people and I was like, Hey, check out my book. Hey, check out my book. Right. Have you ever done and, network marketing? <laughs> right. So, so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to constantly do that every time I launched a new book. And so that kind of was the beginning of project day because I was thinking, let me get entrepreneurs together. Let me get a bunch of smart, driven people like yourself, like plenty of the other members of Project Egg. Let me get them all in a, in a group and let me listen. Okay, let me let me listen. Let me hear what their problems are. Let me hear where their pain points are. And then I'm going to try to figure out how to solve their problems through my books, through my writing. And you know what? I fell in love with that too. And and now I, I don't sell to the group because you know, I love everybody in the group. And, and, you know, the group has given me way more than I've given it. Um, and what we do in the group now is, is we gather together and, and we problem solve, we bounce ideas off of each other and we succeed together. Um, and there's actually a, a podcast with it too. That's, that's how we got connected. You jumped on the podcast, which is a great interview. And so those three things, the Gothard Enterprises, my books and Project Egg, that's kind of what has brought me through, um, to, to this day until about December of uh of this of this past uh, year 2016 and some of my really good friends buddies in college um these, these two brothers i'm not gonna say their last names but but shout out to reed and riley um they uh they started a watch company and it's it's it, it was a brilliant concept that their wooden watches really nice handcrafted just just beautiful pieces and they reached out to me to jump on the team with them um, and, and help with marketing. And so the three of us, uh, we, we got together, we started working on that. And for one of the first times in my entrepreneurial career, I was working with people who were just as crazy as I was. <laughs> they, were, they were just as crazy as I was. They're, they're staying up till 4 a.m. in the morning, doing the, you know, on the grind, on the hustle and just working. And I mean, they're brilliant guys. And, you know, to when, when we started working together, 
you know, the, the ideas would fly. We'd, we'd get some great stuff going back and forth. And so we're doing a few things um, together. And then the, the last thing that, that I'm doing uh, is this thing called Finals Fest. And it is a music festival in New Orleans that a few of my friends and I started. And, and they are, you know, the, the friends that, that, that helped me start this, they're actually the biggest driving factors. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to name names because I'm going to I'm going to miss out on I'm, I'm going to say the wrong names or not get <laughs> all the people that have helped out. So many people have helped out with that. But it's a music festival in New Orleans right now. It's on UNO's campus and it's called Finals Fest. So the whole idea is two weeks before final start, you can come to this festival. It's free for students and you can just have one last party, one last blowout before you really hit the books and start studying. And we've been doing this now. Um, this coming April is going to be our third semester doing it. We do it every semester. Uh, so, you know, a culmination of all those different things comes together, um, along with a few different, um, you know, things that, that I did with some project egg members that culminate together to pretty much form an entrepreneurial venture as of today. You know, it's, I think it's funny is every college in the United States has this, group of entrepreneurial minded people and they'll actually go out and they'll do exactly what you're talking about. They, they create that big blowout party. So before final start, everybody can just get absolutely hammered and not have to worry about trying to fit it all in before finals. So, I mean, I think that's, that's amazing that you guys are doing that to be honest with you. Cause like I said, with, with colleges, that's what it takes is those entrepreneurial minds to be able to knock that out. But I want to go back to something you talked about at the beginning of the story. And that's, sure. that's the conversation with your dad. I want to touch on that because I know when I told my dad that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I didn't want to work for somebody else. And this is a guy who had been working for the same company for at that time, nearly 20 years or almost 25 years at that time. How did that conversation go? He said, no, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. So, let me start by saying that my whole family is incredible on, on both my mom and my dad's side. Um, all my family members are incredible. Uh, if I did not have their support in everything that I did and, and their love and their care, um, I, I would, I would be lost because, you know, I, I think family is, and I don't think family is the most important thing to me. Um, and, you know, I just had to get that out there specifically though, my parents, they have always been ones to encourage me to do things. They've always said, you can do this. You should do this. If, if it's what you want to do, chase it and, and give it your all. And they weren't ever saying you have to do this and you have to do that. No, but, but they, would, uh, they would say awesome, awesome things like, you know, you can do this. Um, you know, they were always very supportive. And so when I, when I talked to my dad about this, he immediately started trying to help me, right? Because because he he knows that whenever I get on to you know a certain um, you know whether it be tangent or obsession with something or a new project that I want to go all in and I want to absolutely crush. It, I want to be the best at. It. And so he immediately started brainstorming with me, and there was a little bit of pushback, right? At first, he may he said a little bit uh, to the lines of look, you might want to come still be my intern, learn more about social media marketing first, and then start your company once you have some experience. And of course, me being very obstinate and um, 
you know, very, very heavily believing in my own ideas. I, you know, I always think of things and I believe in what I think and then I chase them. Um, so I was like, no, I really want to start this company. And so he has helped me every step of the way. He has encouraged me every step of the way. There has not been a single day that I'm not thankful for everything that he and, and my mom and the rest of my family uh, have, have done for me. And I really can't ever pay them back for, for all the love and support that they've given. So it wasn't a conversation of, no, you shouldn't do this. No focus on this and do this and do that. It was, okay, you want to do this? Let me help you so that you can do this and do school at the same time. And let me let me try to encourage you and and be not only a father figure still, but but also a mentor uh, to you as well. So very lucky to to have those kind of people, and, and specifically my dad in my life. For sure, for sure. You know, my dad he he didn't uh, dissuade me from chasing businesses and stuff. In fact, the first couple of businesses I started, he kind of just sat back. He didn't want to really push too hard. He didn't want to, you know, jump in the, the mix a whole lot. He just kind of sat back and watched. And then when I, well, the last couple of businesses that I had started, he kind of, uh, okay, hey, um, I, I noticed that your your message on your, your answering machine, it said this, and maybe you should do this because the message isn't quite getting across right. And so then he started throwing in his, his tidbits of information, which is absolutely amazing. So you're absolutely 110% right. Family is so important and their support is definitely needed. And uh, Edward says your mother and I have been proud of you every step of the way. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Ed, for watching the show. I appreciate you uh, coming out to support Ben in, in on the show tonight. So now with with uh, with social media marketing, there's a lot of people out there that seem to jump into that social media marketing. They, I play on Facebook. I play on Twitter. I play on Instagram. What's the what's the key thing that they're missing, though, when they think they're going to jump into that social media marketing? So I think that one of the biggest things to realize about social media marketing is that there is no one big thing. Okay. There are so many different platforms. There are so many different ways to go about it. There are so many different tactics and strategies and, and ways to leverage social media that it's hard to, to narrow it down to one thing. Uh, what I would say as probably a, a um, kind of the takeaway that I've gotten is that relationships are key. Okay. Yes, it's social media. Yes, it's online. And it's easy to say that you're something or somebody. And it's easy to, to kind of put up this front and, and do really whatever you want. Okay. But from, from my experience, and, and by no means do I think I'm an expert, there are people who are way, way better at this than I am. But just from my experience, what I've learned is that the more genuine you are, and the more that you let your own personality come through and the more that you care about other people and the more that you give, the more that you are going to receive, right? And, and I hate to call it a give and take because I don't think it should ever be a give and take because that implies that you're giving in order to get something back. I like to call it a give and give, right? Because if you're going on social media, you're essentially trying to build a community 
in most cases, obviously I realize that there are exceptions, but for, for most people, they're trying to build a community around something, whether it be a brand, an idea, themselves, whatever it may be, right? So you're trying to build this community. If you're not constantly giving, then your community members are not going to feel the, that love, if you will. They're not going to feel the connection, and they're not going to want to stay in the community. And it's not a give and take because you're not giving to them in order to just take, take, take. It's a give and give because you give to them. You put your heart and soul into something. You build that community. And eventually, eventually with enough care, with enough time, with enough patience, that community will lift up. And that community will, will become something that is, that is bigger than you. And at that point, that community will give back to you more than you can ever possibly think. And I'll give you an example. Project Egg. Okay. In the beginning of Project Egg, all I try, and, and I still do this, all I try to do is give, give, give. I don't ever ask for people. I don't ever try to take. And I try to give. And you know what has happened in the, in the few months that I've been doing it is that I have met the most incredible people like yourself, like yourself, CJ. You know, I, I met the most incredible people and I've gotten so many good ideas and, and had so many meaningful conversations and just the things that I've learned and people that I've met, that is more valuable to me than what I've given so far. And I'll, you know, I'll give you an example within that example, right? This month for us, for a whole month, uh, this summer for a whole month, I'm actually going to Wales to stay with one of my really good friends, Chris, who's in Project Egg. We met through Project Egg. I interviewed him and we became such good friends. We talk on such a regular basis and he's such a good guy. He invited me to come stay in Wales with him. I mean, that is just incredible to think that I did not know this individual six, seven months ago. And now I'm about to travel a couple hundred miles across an ocean to go hang out with them in Wales. <laughs> I wish I mean, it was only a couple of hundred miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I agree with you because there's so many people that I have met through this through this medium, not, not just live streaming, but podcasting through uh, through uh, just being online and interacting with people. Uh, really, really good dear friend of mine who's actually watching the show tonight, Drew Carson. He's he's my Scottish friend. I mean, that guy has a podcast that is absolutely amazing to to listen to. He he's in that that whole movie genre, the horror genre. But, uh, you know, that's that's the thing, though. We meet so many interesting people doing the things that we do that it's it's hard not to create these friendships and these bonds that last, you know, lifetimes just just through this online medium. And like you were saying, with social media marketing, you're able to connect these people all over the world to and build that community for that business. So, I mean, that's. That's really tough. And I, I think the big thing that people miss when they think, well, I'm going to get into social media marketing, they might have an idea on how they grew their page. I mean, all the I, I know a couple of, of young ladies uh, who s sleep just down the hall from me. They're, they're both my daughters and both of them are absolutely fantastic on social media. However, however they built their social media platform by taking all these selfies and 
I'm sorry, but I don't think that's what a business needs when you're trying to grow a brand. I mean, it's just maybe a personal brand, but not, not, not a brand for a business. So what, uh, what if, you know, and I love the give, 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 or the give, give concept. Cause I work on a similar concept. I call it win, win, win. I don't, I don't go for the win, win because somebody's losing in a win, win. So for me, it's a win, win, win. For, for example, this show, you're going to win because you're, you're getting to put yourself out there in front of more people, a different audience than maybe that normally watch you or, or listen to you. You're also, I'm going to win because you're going to deliver amazing content because, well, I, I've been listening to the show and it's amazing. And then the audience wins because they're going to be able to take all this away from them, from the show. And they're, they're, they're ultimately the big winners in this whole picture. And that's, that's why I always go after that win, 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 because I want everybody to feel like they walked away with something amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm glad that you said that because, you know, I, I try to study entrepreneurs who are, who are successful and, I try to study them a lot and, and I try to, you know, take different ideas and, and try to implement that into my own business. And one of the entrepreneurs that I studied a lot uh, was the gentleman who started Tom Shoes. And that that is a brilliant idea, right? Because he has a whole buy one today, give one tomorrow model where he's winning because people are buying his shoes. The customers are winning because they're getting an awesome pair of shoes, which is the Alpargata style from Argentina. And they're also winning because they're giving a pair of shoes to somebody in need. And the people in need are winning because they're getting a pair of shoes for free. So that's a, that's a great model that, that you're going with. I'm glad you said that. And, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the, the same people that I, I look up to. I mean, when I see companies like that who are so generous, and it really it is, it, it, it's the – it's the CEO's generosity that started this whole trend. And I think without that trend, without him in that marketplace doing what he's doing, I don't think you would see the authenticity movement that we're seeing right now. I mean, that whole pitch style, the, the, the pitch style that we used, that we grew up with and things like that, that's kind of going away. But that authenticity thing, you know, being you, being real. And, and you know, and that's why I love live streaming so much because you can't really hide you know, from your camera, it's, it's going to kind of tell all, be all, see all type of, type of format. Now what's, um, with, with the, all these other entrepreneurs that, you, that you've studied, um, what are some of the names that come to mind that, that absolutely stand out and have influenced you the most, would you say? So I take a lot of time to read books, right? And, and that's where a lot of my research has come from. Uh, one of the first business books that I started reading uh, back sophomore year, because I used to read a lot of fiction, um, but, but one of the first business books that I started reading was Good to Great by Jim Collins. And that book was a phenomenal resource for me because it really, truly dove down into the science behind why companies become successful. And what I got from that was that success is a choice. You can choose whether or not 
you do the things in life that you want to do to become successful. Either either you choose to to put in the work and try to become successful, or you choose to lay down and not do anything, and or or do things that aren't going to bring you success. And one of the one of the concepts that Collins talks about in the book is that of pushing a stone over a hump on a hill and the stone at first you have to push it you have to push it and it does it's barely moving you have to do most of the work uh to to push the stone in in the book good to great by jim collins and again collins is saying you have to push a stone and eventually you push hard enough it starts to pick up momentum and it starts to pick up momentum and it's rolling and it's rolling and eventually it gets over that hill and it starts to roll on its own. And then not only do you not have to push it, but you can't even stop it because it has so much momentum that it's going and going and, and doing its thing. And that concept paired with one other major concept called the hedgehog principle or something like that, hedgehog concept maybe, was that you have to pick something that one, you're passionate about, that two, you can be the best at in the world, and that three is very profitable. And, and if you can find um, uh, like the perfect thing in the middle of those three different uh, criteria, if you will, that is what you should focus on. And that is the thing that has the potential to bring you the most success. So getting those two things in my head early on has been tremendously helpful because one thing that I struggle with is shiny object syndrome. You know, I'm doing 110 different things right now. And when I hear a good idea and I see really good people that are attached to that idea, I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to be a part of this. I can somehow figure out a way to, to work with this and, and um, you know, help to add value to it. And that book has really helped me scale that back a little bit. I'm not saying I'm the best at it. I still have a <laughs> lot of work to do on my own. All I'm saying is that that has been really instrumental in helping me try to figure out that one big thing that I need to do and just to, to have the confidence to just keep going because eventually you will find success. Eventually you will find success if you keep going and keep applying the principles that he talks about. So that's Good to Great by Jim Collins. The next one that I read pretty recently was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I know it's cliche. Everybody says that that's a great book, but I'm going to still say it. That is a great freaking book because Carnegie goes so far into communicating with people and, and social skills. And he gives you such good actionable tips that you can immediately implement in your own life and start seeing results that if anybody hasn't read either of those books, I would highly recommend those. Um, if you're struggling more with communicating with people and, and getting out of your shell, very highly suggest starting with how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. When I was going to school, I remember that I had a mandatory reading list for my psychology class and the two books that stood out to me on that, on my reading list was how to win friends and influence people. That was the first one. And the second one was seven habits of highly successful people. And that was, that was, Another great book that I that I would suggest if if anybody out there is wanting to pick up a few books, go check these books out. Um, and I guarantee you, those three books, you know, the two that Ben mentioned, and then the last one, how to you know seven 
uh, Seven Habits, those three books right there will definitely put you on the path uh, for success without a doubt. But right now we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I promise you, you are not going to want to miss what's coming up next. Ben is an amazing guest and he keeps delivering value upon value. And I guarantee you, we're going to continue to have some fun. Stick around. And welcome back. Yeah, now, now this is what I want to talk about here real quick. You just saw a little video insertion from the Podcast Discovery Center. And I'm telling you, this is probably the number one uh, podcasting group on Facebook. Go check it out, the Podcast Discovery Center. Everybody in there is, the 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 expertise in there is absolutely second to none. You're going to find everybody from the beginner, the people who are just wanting to start a podcast, all the way up through the people who have been doing it for five to ten years. So you're going to get a lot of experience out of that group. If you have questions, or maybe you even have answers, it's a place where they really do try to get everybody uh participating at, at your skill level. And it's absolutely one of my favorite groups on, on Facebook when it comes to, to podcasting. So Ben, we got you back here. Thank you for sticking around. I was hoping that you didn't, you know, jet off on me and say, yeah, I'm out of here. See you later. But uh, you know, I appreciate you sticking around because this last segment of the show, it's going to be a little bit kind of crazy. It's going to be a little bit kind of kooky because, and here's why. Uh, when I was on your show, you, I mean, for someone who had really hasn't been doing this for all that long, I mean, yeah, you've been around long enough to kind of create your vibe and kind of get everything rolling, but you really kind of jumped in hot. And the reason why I say that is as I'm sitting there listening, I, I teach people how to, how to do this all day long. But as I'm sitting there listening to your, your style, your, your, the way you do things, everything flowed so well. I'm like, man, this guy's a pro. He, he, ain't, he ain't nobody new. He's been doing this for, for years. And I go and, and then I ask him, you say you got 20 out and you got another 20 in. That's 40 episodes. 40, you know, nearly 40 episodes. That's a pro. I don't care who you are. That, that, that's a pro pretty much. But I was so impressed by the way you handled your interview, how, the way you conducted everything, the way you controlled the flow where you wanted it to go. What was some of the things that you did when you first started to kind of figure out what direction you wanted to go with your, with Project Egg? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I started, I was so excited. I was so excited to interview people and to hear their stories that I didn't stop to think about what I was actually going to ask them. And so you know, I lined up the first interview uh, with a good friend of mine, Jeremy Cologne, and I was stuck in a situation where the interview was coming up and I really didn't know what I was going to ask him. So I thought back to what had been the things that had worked for me when reaching out to different mentors of mine. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been very, very lucky to have come into contact with some incredible people who are my mentors to this day. Um, 
like, you know, again, including my father, but a ton of people um, that, that have been mentors to me. And I'm actually, I want to, I want to give a, a little, a little knowledge uh, or a little drop of wisdom to, to the community. How do you get a mentor? Okay. And I'm going to answer the question, but, but how do you get a mentor? Right. The, the easiest way, and this works for me almost every time, and I would highly suggest you take my idea and use it. Okay. You go up to somebody who you want to be a mentor. You want to be your mentor and you get them in a room one-on-one. Either you, you offer to buy them coffee or you offer to take them out to lunch or you just ask if you, you just ask if you can have some, uh, a moment of their time. And you ask them this question and this question only, and then you stop talking while they answer this question. And that question is, what is your story? Okay. That is one of the most powerful questions that I have ever come across in my lifetime. And so once you're finished asking them that question, you listen, they seem like somebody that you want to get a lot of uh, value from, or, or you want to really build a relationship with them and, and you want to be friends with them and, and have them mentor you. You then ask them, would you possibly consider being my mentor? And most of the time, if you've been respectful and you've approached them with the utmost of humility, then they will agree to be your mentor, right? Because they see that you're open to listen, you're willing to listen. So I thought back to that, okay? And so I thought, well, the people that I want to learn from are the same people that my community will also want to learn from. So why not approach these people exactly like I approach people that want to be my mentors? And so that question is the bedrock of every single one of my interviews. What is your question? So how did I start the interview, that first interview? I started off with a question. And I have a little notepad that I that I get out for every interview. And as they're as they're telling me their story, I'm listening. And most of the time I'm blown away by how awesome the story is. And I, I just jot down a few a few things on my notepad. A few things that I want to clear up that I want to talk about that I think would be beneficial for the Project Egg community and the entrepreneurial community to hear. And so once they tell me their story and and different people take different amounts of time to do it, some people you kind of have to coax it out of them a little bit. If you know they they take two minutes to tell you their story, but they give you so many different things that you can ask them about. Then you you know you follow up with them on those things, and other people will go for twenty minutes telling you just this awesome story. You know you kind of have to play it person by person, but when you really dig down deep into the history of people and their experiences and their life, people are incredible. People are incredible, and you have a lot to learn from them. I have a lot to learn from them. I think we can all learn from each other in in a lot of different meaningful ways. And so, how I wanted Project Egg to to be structured was completely different from almost any other podcast or radio show or interview that I've ever heard. And what I've noticed is that most people will bring others on to teach a specific skill or to talk about one thing in particular. But I believe that by building a relationship with each guest and making it a story, their story and sharing that story that to me is way more valuable and way more interesting than having them teach you how to do one specific skill. 
So that's the approach that I've taken is let me get to know who you are as a person, as an individual, and, and let me see who you really are. Let me see who you genuinely are, who you wake up as, who you go to sleep as, and every single step in between. Let me see who you really are. So what's been some of your biggest challenges though, when, with your podcast so far? So I'd say the biggest challenge for me in my podcast so far has been to, I guess, con- contain my excitement and, and realize that I can't do 100 interviews in a week and <laughs> re- you know remain consistent and keep the quality that I like to keep, right? I get so excited with these things and after every interview, I'm just bouncing off the walls and I'm so excited. I want to go reach out to a hundred more people and interview them all immediately. Right. So my biggest challenge is saying, relax, take a breath. You know, over time it will, it will come, right. Don't try to rush it. And it, it was at a point where I was trying to schedule and this kind of came early on where I was trying to schedule four or five interviews in a day. And, you know, I would get a little tired after, after the first, first or second or third of them. And, and it just, you know, people, some people wouldn't be able to make it or, you know, I would be late to some. And and so I was just trying to rush it mm-hmm. when now I realized that it's more important to take, take my time and, really focus on each individual interview and really try to go for quality, but, but take that quality just to a level that has, it's never been taken to before rather than just trying to pump out interviews. You know, I think there's a lot of um, podcasters out there that try to do that at some point because they all at at some point or another, you're going to come across John Lee Dumas, you know, that entrepreneur on fire, the guy that gets everybody amped up about how much money they're going to make in podcasting. And they try to do the same thing. You know, they pick a day and they're going to do six interviews or eight interviews or however many it gets to be. And it kills them. It absolutely burns them out. I fell into that trap myself. I, hell, I even went one step further and I even modeled his format with his permission, mind you, I modeled his format and it killed it. That first show absolutely tanked because of that. But I'm glad that you figured it out because Project Egg's a great show. It, it really is. It's not like the other entrepreneur shows that I've listened to in the past. And I've listened to a lot of them because I, after a while, I'll binge listen, right? And I'll listen to John Lee Dumas for like three days straight because he's got enough content out there where you can do that. And then I've listened to, you know, maybe it's somebody else and I'll listen to them for a couple of days and I get sick of it. And I can't go back and start listening to them again, probably for a good three or four months later. But then when I found when I found your podcast, when I fell onto your podcast, it was after you asked me to be on the show. And I was like, okay, I don't personally like to go on a show unless I know a little bit about the flow of it. Because I don't want to be that guy that totally derails somebody's, you know, hard work. So I I started listening to it and I was like, well, this is kind of good. Well, then three hours later, I'm still listening to Project Egg. I'm like, man, this is really good show. And none of them really sound the same. You're getting the same 
vibe. You're getting the same take, you know, the, the same power of the takeaway at the end, but none of them sound the same. Now, tell us, I mean, was that by design? Or, I mean, how did you overcome that, maybe that, let's call it the, the JLD syndrome? How did you overcome that and kind of go off in your own direction? So, and, and by the way, thank you so much for, uh, for the kind words about Project Egg. It really means a lot, um, you know, because I do put a lot of hard work into it. And, and I'm very thankful for all the people that have come on the show, including yourself. Uh, y'all are all rock stars. So that to, to overcome that, um, you know, the, the JLD syndrome, as you put it, I really started focusing on the individual interview, the interview that was coming up next. And instead of trying to get a bunch of interviews and maybe each one lasting 30 minutes, I've really started to focus in, to focus in on having every individual interview last for, I don't know, an hour, hour, 30 minutes. So I'm still getting to get to know these people and I'm still getting to have a lot of really good content. I'm still getting to publish a lot of really good content. But now it's just going deeper and deeper into the individual's life, which is actually reinforcing the whole point of the podcast, which is to get to know these people. So, you know, by by spending less time focusing on how many interviews I'm going to have in the next week, and by really focusing on how can I make each interview the best that it could possibly be? How can I make sure that there has been no leaf unturned? How can I make sure that every important moment in this person's life is being uncovered and examined and talked about? And by doing that, by focusing on that, and by really trying to, to dive into quality and, and not the quantity, that has really helped me to not only figure out a little bit more of where Project Egg is going as far as the flow and, and you know the type of people that I want on my show and, and just the community that's building around it, but it also is just a better product. And it's just it's it's just more quality all around. And and the people that come on the show afterwards every time, I feel like I feel like they're I've known them forever. I feel like I feel like we've been best friends forever. I mean, you know, I would feel comfortable hanging out with you and, you know, going to see a ball game or, you know, going bowling or, you know, going to grab caught, whatever it would be. I'd be pumped to come hang out with you because of how much fun we had on, on, on the interview and how much fun we're having now. And so by really trying to focus in again on that quality instead of the quantity, it makes it all more meaningful. All right. Well, we're coming up to the very end of the show right now, but I've got 10 more questions for you. They're going to go pretty quick and I'm going to start doing it. I started doing this on another show, but since that show is now kind of merged with uh, Ron real live, I decided to bring these questions here because these are extremely fun questions, especially for, for people like you who just have that playful entrepreneurial style about you. So are you ready for these questions? Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite word? Entrepreneurship. What is your least favorite word? 
quit. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? The thought of making a difference in other people's lives in a positive way. What turns you off? Uh, overconfidence to the to the point of um, the, the opposite of humility when, when people are cocky and, and they think they know everything and when people talk down to other people. What is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I think my favorite curse word has got to be horseshit. I like that one. That's a good one. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of an electric guitar when you are at maybe the third fret. And I've been playing guitar since the seventh grade. When you're at the third fret and you you hit a note and then you bring it all the way up to to maybe the I mean the tenth or eleventh fret and it's just like a just a perfect like Oh, it's a great transition. And and, and that or when you're fishing and a humongous redfish gets the line and it goes, that's (laughs) a great sound. What sound or noise do you hate? I cannot stand like uh, profuse crying. It just, it it just, it gets me. Never heard that one. That is that's interesting. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think it would be awesome to be a professional uh skydiver. What profession what profession would you not like to do? Wait, skydiving really? <laughs> skydiving. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I guess a professional basketball player. I mean, I get it. I mean, but skydiving, I mean, you know, those things, they take off and they land pretty well on their own. You don't have to (laughs) rush the whole situation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What profession would you not like to do? I would not like to do anything requiring manual labor. I just, I, I don't like to do that. <laughs> Amen, brother. If heaven exists, what would you like to, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Let's get this party started. All right. Well, I'm going to turn the last few minutes over to you. Leave us with a few more key bits of wisdom. Cause I know even at, even at a young age, we can all learn a little bit of something about, uh, from you. Cause Man, I you've inspired me to do a lot of things since our conversation, and I know I'm a better person after having met you. So why don't you leave us with a, li- a few more words and the best way we can re- reach out to you. Absolutely, and thank you so much for the interview. It's been an absolute blast. So I think one of the biggest things about being successful is finding your purpose early and really chasing that. So I'm going to give you a, uh, a strategy to figure out your purpose almost immediately, okay? So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take a piece of paper and similar to this one right here, okay? And on each different line, you're going to want to write down a different word. And that different, each different line is a different word. And each word is another potential purpose that you might want to go after. 
And what I want you to do is I want you to keep writing until you find something that you actually give a shit about enough to stand behind. And then I want you to go volunteer for one hour. And if you like it, I want you to keep doing it because that may be your purpose. And if not, then I want you to hit the drawing board again. There are no rules. There are no regulations. There are no restrictions. Write down anything that you want. Try anything that you want. Eventually, you will find your purpose. Then once you find your purpose, I want you to make a plan. I want you to say, how can I take this purpose and how can I take it to the absolute extreme? Okay, the music festival idea. That's an awesome idea. I love doing music festivals. Music festival has been really fun. Long-term goal, I want to have a music festival in space. I know it's crazy. I know it's ridiculous. 30 years down the road, I want it to happen, right? So what I want you to do is I want you to take that purpose and I want you to think what's the biggest and best way that I can apply this in my life. I want you to plan out a 20-year goal and then I want you to come back 19 years, 18 years, 17 years, back and back, 10 years, five years, one year, six months, one month until you know what you're doing tomorrow is affecting the next 30 years and then I want you to chase it. I want you to chase it harder than you've ever chased anything before. I want you to take what's inside of you. I want you to ignite that passion, and I want you to go. I want you to attach that goal to your identity, and I want you to take off, and I don't want you to look back. And that, my friends, is the best piece of advice that I can give anybody because strength comes from the inside. You don't need anybody else. Family is incredible. I love family. I'm not saying that, but strength comes from the inside. You need to develop it yourself. You are the foundation. You are the rock. You don't need anybody else. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what other people say. You can do it. I believe in you. You need to believe in you. Nobody else is going to do it for you. Take action. It's your time. Drop the mic, brother. That is how we end the show on Raw and Real Live. If you think you can come up with something better than that, I dare you. I dare come on the show and do one better. It's not going to happen. I guarantee you. I'm probably never going to get another guest for as long as I do this show. Thanks a lot, Ben, for completely setting the bar so high. They are going to have to get into space to get over this bar. I appreciate everything that you do, my man. How do we get in touch with you if we want to reach out to you? Absolutely. So the best way is just through Facebook. Uh, Just type in Ben Gothard. Um, I'm pretty good about replying quickly. Uh, If I don't reply... Do not hesitate to send me another message. Um, it, you know, I just may be busy at the time. Uh, I'd love to talk to anybody. If, I, if there's anything I can do to help anybody or um, do anything for you, just let me know. Um, all that I ask is that you respect my time and I'll respect yours. So thank you very much to everybody that's listening. And thank you so much, uh, CJ, for having me on. And thank you very much for coming on the show. And thank you, each and every one of you who are watching this show tonight. I know this has been one of probably one of the most powerful episodes of Raw and Real Live to date. And I know you're going to want to know how you can get more of these episodes. And to do that, all you got to do is go to ripcomedia.com. You're going to see this episode up there. You can download the audio. Maybe you want to take it to work with you and play it in the office. That's okay. There's only one or two little swear words. They'll get over it for the most part. And But that's all the time that we do have for tonight. Hey, and I do want to say one more thing. You notice tonight that I did a few video insertion ads into the show. I want to know what you think of those. And now, between now and the end of April, if you have a video insertion ad that you would like to get on the show, all you got to do is private message me at, at facebook.com forward slash CJ Ripka. Send me a message. Tell me what you've got. And I'll get that in absolutely free of charge from now until the end of April. But you have to act because I'm getting a lot of people who want to get their ads in. And I only do three shows a week, two ads per show. 
So do the math. It's getting full really fast. Well, that is all the time we have. So just remember, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect solution. Thanks for listening to Raw and Real with your host, CJ Ripka.